Welcome to Arts Across NC. I'm your host, Sandra Davidson. I recently came on board with the North Carolina Arts Council to help them do programming for their 50th anniversary. And I'm thrilled to introduce you to the first episode of Arts Across NC, a podcast that's going to chronicle the story and the work of the North Carolina Arts Council. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to guess you fit into one of three categories. Maybe you're an artist whose work has been impacted by or created in North Carolina. Maybe you're one of our many arts professionals who's been working to make sure everyone in your community has access to the arts. And maybe you're just a person who loves the arts in North Carolina. But truly, you're probably some combination of the three. I know that I am. And I'm going to make a pretty big claim here. If you fit into one of these three categories, you either directly or indirectly have the North Carolina Arts Council to thank. Over the course of this season, artists, Arts Council staff members, and arts professionals are going to join me on Arts Across NC, and we're going to explore why that is. And for our first episode, I invited the North Carolina Arts Council's Executive Director, Wayne Martin, to come on the show. Wayne joined me on Arts Across NC to talk about his personal connection to the arts, the early vision of the North Carolina Arts Council, and where we plan to go in the future. Here we go. The North Carolina Arts Council itself, if you look at that name, is kind of an interesting story because it literally in the beginning was a council. It was a group of people who advised the governor uh, on how to create arts policy uh, and the value that was driving them at that point was this phrase, arts for all citizens. Early on, the North Carolina Arts Council decided that the creation of an infrastructure of nonprofits was uh, the first task because we realized we had some some arts councils, a few. We had the first arts council in Winston-Salem, 1949. But that early group of advisors, as they looked uh, across our state, I think they saw that the infrastructure was not developed to the point where it could meet the mandate of arts for all citizens. So in the early years, the Arts Council staff uh, spent a lot of time traveling back and forth across the state, trying to encourage uh, the birth of arts organizations, and in particular, local arts councils. Can you talk more about what was going on in the mid-1960s that caused or shaped and impacted this push for state art agencies across the country? It's, it's interesting to think about the state arts agency movement because it really began after World War II. Um, during World War II, we'd seen artists used um, in, for instance, the WPA programs, President Roosevelt at that time in Congress saw that that artists had a role in helping pull our country out of the depression and that there was this emerging sense of um, America's artistic legacy. So it had gotten going in World War II. By the 1950s and early 60s, I think there was even a stronger sense of uh, recognition that in America, we had created some extraordinary art, 
and artistic traditions. So that, that was one thing that was driving this. And the other um, part of, of uh, the motivation, I think, is just that the, the democratic, um, little d, democratic ideal that, that every citizen should participate or have the ability to participate uh, in arts and cultural activity that, that helps enhance them as a person and um, helps their communities. So it was a, to me, it seems like arts agencies uh, across the state are a manifestation of the almost strongest sense of democracy. We're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Arts Council this year, and we're going to be doing a lot of programming around that. I wonder if you could walk us through some of the major accomplishments and efforts that the Arts Council have done since those early days. I think the North Carolina Arts Council has accomplished some important uh, goals in the 50 years since we got going. The idea of the art of an arts infrastructure was so important in the in the very early days. I think there were 17 arts councils uh, in the state. Now there are close to 85, so almost one in every county. There were two to three hundred arts organizations, nonprofit arts organizations. And now they're close to 3,000. So that creation of an infrastructure is. I think, um, evident. In addition, the, the Arts Council has looked um, around it, it during its history to see what, what's North Carolina's potential and what are the challenges, and how are the arts part of meeting the potential and meeting the challenges. Uh, the, the idea that artists have an essential role <laughs> in a community or in society or in our state, I think is a very important accomplishment. For so many years, and I would say generations, in, in a sense, people didn't really think a lot about, uh, you know, what kind of public policy should we have so that we ensure that there, there is uh, the creation of art that there are people who are skilled at that and they're used in ways that, that help our state, the idea that there's arts policy and that artists are important, that arts organizations have, have a role, and that um, the traditional arts are part of our um, identity as, 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 a, as a people, those are all accomplishments that I think that the Arts Council should, should be proud of. Often when I'm thinking about arts policy, the first reaction is to, to think in terms of framing, how do we quantify this and show people that it's valuable? But that sort of impact is so intangible, but it's so huge because that took what I would imagine years of framing mm -hmm. and field work to get us to that point. Yes. I think that as we look now at, you know, what we need to do and what the North Carolina Arts Council's goals should be, I think it should be helping our citizens and our communities appreciate and value and utilize all the uh, arts traditions that have, that have welled up in their community 
over generations and that are really strong and make their communities distinctive culturally. And then at the same time, understand what they would like to have brought into their communities um, to supplement what's already there, to give them a, a, a kind of well, more of what I would call a well-rounded experience that only the arts can give. You know, the arts, I think, help us grapple with the most fundamental issues that, that we face as humans. Who we are and how, how we exist in relationship to each other in the world, in relation to nature, and, you know, in, in relation to the universe, for that matter. You know, the arts are what delve into that question. And, and having access to the arts and is, is really getting, uh, having the chance to, to be a part of that conversation and part of that discussion. So that's the fundamental value of the arts for me. And then beyond that, you have these other very tangible benefits, the way that um, the arts help youth and students become more successful in school and in life. That's proven. Um, the fact that the arts today are essential for helping communities um, become attractive places, be attractive places for people to, to live and to work. And, and then all the other ways that the arts help economic development. Well, to bring this all full circle, you talked earlier about the more humanistic value of the arts, how it can help people and communities express and understand identity and also their relation to the broader world. Can you talk a little bit about how the arts have done that in your own life? Well, the arts have been essential to my development as a person. Um, this is the best way to describe it. When I go home at night after being here uh, at my job in the, in, you know, in the daytime and um, being over at the legislature or you know, looking at our budget or trying to uh, figure out you know, how to push our work out in a deeper way across the, the, the state, when I go home at night, the, the thing that I do is get out my guitar or my fiddle, and I play because it's almost it's a meditative experience for me. So it, it grounds me, and in the process, I think about all the people uh, who have taken time to help me learn and understand. So... Every, every night when I go back, you know, um, it's almost like I'm communicating with people who are no longer here in this, uh, on, on earth, but, um, you know, whose, whose legacy lives on through this music. The ability to go back uh, to, to one's own art as a way to um, ground oneself is is hugely important and I'm so thankful that I have, I can do that myself or that I'm around other people, artists and colleagues who do that um, 
on a daily basis and who understand that the arts are absolutely essential. So we are about to kick off our 50th anniversary celebration. And I would just like to hear you reflect on what your hopes are in terms of positioning the Arts Council for the next 50 years. I think we have a lot to celebrate uh, in regard to what's been accomplished over the last 50 years. And in our anniversary year, we're going to do some of that. And then we're going to try to position ourselves so that we can continue to um, make the case for finding the resources that we need so that the arts can, can continue to be front and center in our state as, as a way to uh, help us re realize as our potential. So the, the activities that we're, we're going to um, be doing over the course of a year, I hope will help our citizens and our authorizers, everybody who lives here, see the public value of the arts and of public funding for the arts. Some of the uh, specific activities we're, we'll be planning and implementing a statewide celebration in October where arts events, activities, um, programs in all 100 counties are bundled together and, and um, uh, marketed uh, so that people understand all the ways that the arts are, are um, experienced and, and the ways you could participate in the arts across North Carolina, the ways that we as the Arts Council support that. There are also a number of uh, prominent artists in our state and country that feel very warmly and strongly about what North Carolina has done to uh, promote the arts and how it's influenced their own um, careers as artists. And they're going to help us celebrate our 50th in a number of ways by um, not only wishing us happy birthday, but again, talking about how important it is um, for people to experience the arts from a very early age, as many of these artists did. Uh, we're calling that 50 for 50. And then we're uh, going to end with the North Carolina Heritage Awards. And this year, that's going to have a little different twist on it. It's, we look to the future and how the arts will continue to uh, contribute to North Carolina's um, welfare. We're, we're recognizing artists who have been really uh, great mentors and have students who are learning from them and are going to be carrying on these traditions well into the future. Thank you for listening to Arts Across NC. You heard the force by the monitors at the top of this show, a recording featured on the North Carolina Arts Council's African American Music Trail CD, and Wiley Laws, a traditional Western North Carolina tune performed by Wayne Martin. You can stay in touch with the 50th anniversary programming by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NC Arts Council and on Facebook at NC Arts. We'll have a lot to share in the coming weeks about how you can participate in the 50th anniversary celebration. We'll be back soon. We'll be back soon.